Listen up. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the podcast participants and not to any participants, employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. You know, for fun. So lighten up and enjoy. Stomping Jen. There you are. (laughs) Wherever I go, there I am. Imagine that. You're with you at all times. It's true. It's true. Let me know if that changes. I'll get you some help. Oh my gosh. How you doing? I'm okay. It's July 24th. So we're doing our July check-in with people. Oh. Our mid-July check-in. Our end of July check-in. So we'll... Stop fast-forwarding the summer. There's still a week. Update people on what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Share some news. I have a new game for us to play that oh. I invented. <laughs> a game? Yeah, you're going to love it. It's uh, called... I hope there's no... Uh, Do you want to know what the game is called? Handcuffs involved. No. Do you want to know what it's called? <laughs> Is it Maynard? (laughs) You're going to love this game. We'll see. Here we go. The Soft Serve Podcast. Creamy, delicious ideas without the creepy truck. All right. Are you excited to play the new game? Yeah. Is it Maynard? I am. Okay. I hope so. It'll be fun. It's a good game I invented. I look forward to it. Yeah, so what have we been up to? It's been... A busy couple of weeks for us since we last checked in with people. What was our last check-in? Well, our last episode focused mainly around whether or not you um, liked fruit-flavored ice cream. Remember that whole controversy? Yes. Yeah, that was our last episode. Let's not rehash that one. You don't want to rehash it? No. All right. Well, we are going to do an update on that because I do have an update (laughs) for people. Um, Let's talk about it right now. Sure. We were... Uh, somewhere this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hot. It's been, it's we have hot. a heat wave. It's been in the high 90s, actually. Not so, as hot as Europe. No, not as hot as Europe. Um, but it's been in the, consistently in the high 90s. And we stopped to get ice cream the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was absolutely shocked to see you order black raspberry no, soft syrup no. ice cream that's not what it was what was it it was blackberry but it's real f- so this place has real fruit mix in soft serve right it had seeds in it yeah i didn't like that you did not I actually like the didn't seeds. <clears throat> like it so much which is why we traded what didn't you like about it um it wasn't i don't know there was too many seeds oh okay you ordered it, which means you think you like fruit-flavored ice no. cream. <laughs> I was intrigued by their marketing of they mix in the f- 
fresh fruit into soft serve. Okay. To create ice cream. All right. Um, well, I'm baffled. I don't know what's so uh, what's so hard to understand here. I mean, you ate like I don't like artificially flavored pre-made ice cream. Right, but you ate like half flavored. of it, right? I ate a few bites. Right. And then we switched on and off. How about those few bites? Did you like those few bites? Uh, it wasn't the greatest. All right. So I guess you don't like fruit flavored ice cream. <laughs> okay. Despite mixing in actual fruit on top. When you have a fruit topping on vanilla ice cream and you mix it in, you like that. Yeah. Probably because they add some sugar. I think there wasn't very much sugar in that. That's probably why you liked it. All right. Well, I'm as confused as ever about whether or not you like fruit flavored ice cream. How about I just like whatever I like? No. I need to understand what it is you like, why you like it. It's very important I to me. I prefer sugary chocolate, caramel, fudge, coffee over other flavors. All right. I just, I'm going to stay confused about all of this, I guess. Okay. It's, it's never going to make sense to me. All right. Some things in life just remain a mystery, and that's just the way it is. All right. Um, another thing we did the last couple of weeks uh, is went to the Roger Waters concert. Ooh. His This Is Not a Drill concert that he did in Boston, right? Yeah. That was fun. That was amazing. We went We went there with our friend Shivering Jim. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I hate driving to Boston to go see a concert. It's the absolute worst thing ever. It's not so bad. Well, it is bad. I don't like the parking because you can get trapped in the city, sort of. Well, we didn't. No, we didn't get trapped in the city um, because uh, Shivering Jim gave us a ride, but one of our other friends gave us a, a ride home to our car that we parked at our friend's house outside of Boston. In the city of Newton. So we parked our car there. Our friend gave us a ride into the city. Mm -hmm. And then before the concert, we went to dinner Mm -hmm. in the North End. Mm -hmm. Right? I've not spent much time out there. Is that what it's called? The North End? Mm -hmm. That's like the Italian district. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. The architecture on the buildings, buildings are really cool. And it just had like this really cool, nice, chill vibe. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty chill. We went to some kind of pizza restaurant. Yeah. That day was really hot too. That day was in the 90s. Yeah, it's been pretty hot. We so we went to this pizza restaurant. Um you and I have stopped drinking a long time ago mm-hmm. and there were these two cocktails on the menu that we wanted to order non-alcoholic versions of. So we did. I asked this waitress. I said, "Can we get these as mocktails. Virgin. Oh, virgin, right. And I started getting... I couldn't say the word virgin to her. Why? Eh, she, I mean, she was young, kind of cute. I got embarrassed and what? got all locked up. I, I don't just, understand. I started, you're a 15-year-old kid is at the table. She knows I know. She knows you're not a virgin. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like I don't know that. <laughs> Oh, you're funny. I know. So anyways, I got tongue-tied. I had trouble saying the word virgin Mm -hmm. to the waitress. Um, But eventually I got it out and I asked. She looked at me and she goes, virgin? 
She no, wasn't she, German. She had, no, that was my Italian accent. Yeah, it didn't sound very well, Italian. She had a very strong Italian accent. So she looks at me. So I said, no alcohol, no alcohol. Can we get this without alcohol? She goes, let me go ask. So she goes over to the bartender, ask the bartender, and they, they kind of nod and say, yes, okay. So we eat our meal. It was like a couple of salads and a pizza. It was pretty delicious. Even though I don't like white sauce pizzas, this is a white sauce pizza, if I'm remembering correctly, covered with meat, mm-hmm. like sausage or some some other yeah. stuff on there. I look at the bill. They charged us full price for these drinks. Yeah. $11 a piece. I was like, what the fuck? I'm not paying $11 for a a mocktail. Mocktail. For a uh, virgin drink. Why would I do that? Because well, otherwise it's just basically like simple syrup. Right. So then I immediately start panicking. How are we going to address this? What are we going to do? And I asked everyone at the table if they would speak to the waitress about it. And nobody would. <laughs> so I had to do it. I was forced to get up out of my seat. And go, create a more embarrassing scene. Go over to her and say, look, these drinks uh, you gave us, you charged us full price for it. She looks at me really quizzically. I was like, they didn't have alcohol in it. She goes, let me go ask the manager. Right, so she walks over to where they're cooking, and there's this guy wearing an apron and a hairnet and a frying pan. He's covered with sweat. He's flipping the macaroni around. And the shivering, macaroni? Yeah, shivering Jim goes, that guy's the manager? Did right? he say that? Yeah, he did. I was like, oh no, this guy's never going to say yes. He's never going to allow a price reduction. Well... The waitress and the manager chef are they're conversing, they're looking over at us, they're pointing, they're talking in hushed tones. And she comes back over. I thought she was gonna say no, but she said, Yes, we will charge you half price <laughs> for those drinks. Mm-hmm. And so they revised the bill, and there was only one drink on the bill. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing my math correctly. Half of two. Half is of one, two is one. One whole. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we avoided a scene. Were you going to make a scene? Well, it had the potential to be a scene. There was no way I was paying full price for a drink that mm-hmm. didn't contain alcohol. There was just no way. Yeah. So, all right. So we got out of there. Then we walked deeper into the north end. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, in shiver- search of pastries, Shivering Jim really wanted some pastries. This was on his list, so we found some pastry shops. Mm-hmm. They were cash only. Every single one was cash only. Cash only. Right, that's some mob type stuff going on there, right? I don't know. Is that a stereotype? All I know is we had to go to the ATM. Yeah, we had to go to the ATM. We got cash, and then we got. Pastries. A lobster tail pastry yeah. and some kind of shivering Jim is Black re- forest cake. He's really taken with German culture. I think he lived in Germany for a time, mm-hmm. and he loves German stuff, German women, German food, German pastries. He but loves, we were in the Italian North End. He loves it all. Well, and they take it up Black with, Forest. Cake. Take it up with shivering Jim. <laughs> He insisted on getting a black forest 
a muffin of some kind. It was cake. A cake. Well, it it was looked a like slice a, of cake. It looked like a muffin. You're it, a muffin. It was round. It wasn't it, round. It was a slice of cake. Uh, anyways, it was slathered with this black forest cherry topping, right? I think that was inside. Anyways, it was it was German, and I don't understand why he insisted, but we got it, and we shared it. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the uh, the, the lobster, lobster tail, tail sh- the shell was stale. Yeah, which I don't understand because the volume of people passing through this it thing, must not be a popular item. Or the shells were baked like in bulk. Yeah, somewhere else, and they piped and shipped, in the cream and shipped there. Yeah, when, it wasn't cool. When we went to Manhattan. Little it- Little Italy in Manhattan and got a lobster tail, the thing was fucking amazing. Yeah, we were expecting Manhattan style. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the Boston North End uh, bakery items did not live up to the Manhattan Little Italy we bakery items. Should have stayed items. at the Little uh, Espresso Italian. Yeah. Uh, little Trattoria that. Shiver and Jim wanted to go to originally. Yeah. But it was cash only. But then we thought the other place might not be cash only. It was cash only. So, so, but once we left and we got the cash, we couldn't go back to the other place for some reason. No. So I think because I used their bathroom without being a customer. But then we would have been their customer. Well, I did this move. I sidled up in there and I stood in line for a second. And then when no one was looking, I dashed quickly into the back room. Oh, because you forgot to mention about the cool bathroom at the pizza restaurant. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> Do sorry. Do you want to talk about this? I thought it was a cool, unique setup. So you, you walk in through like these doors, like swinging doors, right? You have to go down, first of all, you have to go down this long staircase into the right. basement. Yeah. And then, so it opens up into a shared sink area. And then on either side, there were some stalls, and they said sitting or standing. So I guess on one side where it said standing, they had a urinal, but it was behind a door. So It was a unisex bathroom. Anyone of any gender could go into this space. And feel comfortable and either sit or stand. Well, I didn't feel comfortable. I'm not sure why you didn't feel comfortable. It was the best setup I've ever seen in a bathroom. You're wrong. I Listen, I am all for... Open concept, multi-gender bathrooms. I cannot use them. I've discussed this before. I suffer from pee shyness. So even in a bathroom with only males, I have difficulty urinating. But it had a door. It doesn't matter. If I can sense somebody in the room with me, I have trouble urinating. But nobody is watching you. You didn't hear what I just said. It It doesn't matter. It baffles my mind. People sniff. They shuffle their shoes. What it is- snaps my urethra shut. I, don't I cannot pee. It's a whole confidence exercise I have to go through in my mind. And if I think about it too much, it's like um, erectile dysfunction. Like, as a male, you can get yourself trapped. Like, okay, if you think too hard about maintaining an erection, you can lose it. So there's this like, um, you have to be in a flow state kind of, you don't think about it. And then you pee. But then, then if you're, well, I'm talking about erections, but then if you're, if you find yourself trying not to think about it, then you're thinking about it. And then you're caught in this doom cycle of, oh my God, you know, is my erection going to go away? Well, it's the same thing for peeing, right? I'm like, okay, I, I need to pee. 
Now, I'm just going to walk into that bathroom and I'm going to pee. Now, but what if there's a somebody standing next to me? Or what if there's somebody standing behind me? I'm not going to be able to pee, but I have to pee. I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it. Then you get in there and your urethra won't open. I cannot be the only one with this problem. Well, you know you're not the only one with this problem. Anyway, sometimes it's 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 awful. And so, again, I accept and am welcoming of the idea of all gender bathrooms, but it makes the problem worse for me. Because it's it's a social situation I'm not quite acclimated to yet. Did you not pee at the concert? I didn't, not even once. <laughs> I was terrified. A concert bathroom. There were no stalls to go into and pee. I love peeing in stalls. I need to pee in stalls. It was a stall at the pizza restaurant. But it was right next to the other stall where... It wasn't. The other stall was on the other side. Listen, that was an awful situation. I could not pee in there. I went in there... You I pretended took, to be. You went with me. You were like, okay. You were like, I came I came back. I tried to go by myself. I went down the steps. I came back up. And I looked at you. I said, it's not happening. And you go, I'll go with you. How's that? I said, okay, fine. You'll go with me. So you took me by the hand and you walked me down these steps into this bathroom. I followed you in. There was nobody there. It was just you and I. I followed you in. And then... Some woman or man came through the doors behind me. Nobody else there. No, there was. There was. I saw a pair of shoes in the stall. My shoes. Well. Anyways, long story short, he didn't pee. I didn't pee. I ran back up these steps, and I said to Shivering Jim, "Let's finish." Like you went. No, I didn't. I said. I said to him, "I couldn't go." He knows about my problem. Oh, okay. He knows all about it. So that was a big disaster. Um. So what I will ask establishments, if you're going to have all gender bathrooms, please at least have a private room for people like me. There were three stalls. It in wasn't bathroom. private. It's pretty private. No. I, as a woman who pee next to people all the time, had no problem going in the bathroom. And Okay. You don't have to stand and pee. <sighs> Standing and peeing with people lurking around behind you is... Not, it's frightening. Anyway. Anyways, can I finish my ask, please? Mm-hmm. If you own a restaurant or an establishment and you open an all-gender bathroom, God bless you. Thank you for doing that. I support that. But please, just maintain one private bathroom for people who are pee-shy. So I can go in there and I can lock the door, shut the door and lock it behind me and I can and I can pee. That's all I'm asking of these places. <laughs> I could say a lot, but I'm not going to. And you know what would be better? If there were two doors. Because sometimes even in a private room, if I know somebody's waiting on the other side of the door, I can't pee. Establishments? I'm sorry. I need an airlock system. So there would you be, just pee at home? There would be one door. You go in. Can you pee in a porta potty? Then there's another door. Sometimes I can't if I know there's a line of people waiting. Yeah, well, you don't suffer from this affliction, so I don't expect you to understand. So we got to the concert and yeah. then the Roger Waters concert. The what Roger did you think of it? Roger Waters concert. That what was were your amazing. impressions? I mean, we this we've seen him 
This was what? Our sixth time. My sixth time, your fifth. Yeah. And every concert is amazing. The performances are amazing. The musicians that he employs to go around with him are all top caliber. Like amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, the way that he structured this show in particular was very political, um, but also like a history of his journey through, uh, you know, with the band, with Pink Floyd, um, how he got his start. Yeah, as I pointed out to you, in that historical journey, in the pictures, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, he didn't say the name Pink Floyd once or show a picture of David Gilmore, the right. lead guitarist that he's been fighting with for decades. Right. So, um, I don't know. It's just incredible. It was in two acts. Um, he had a disclaimer at the beginning of the show when he was about to go on, and he said, if you don't like... If you like, if you're one of those Pink Floyd fans and you don't, and you're all like, I don't like Roger's politics at the show, you can all go fuck off to the bar. Fuck off to the bar? No, that's Scottish. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, um, but it was interesting because you insisted that we get like floor seats. Yeah. Like, really close. And you I was. Got, you got us row six seats yeah, on and, the floor yeah and it was in the round so the stage was in the middle and so he would rotate around to the sections around so there's like a through f or something yeah well there there were there were four sections of the stage each one had a a right angle two right angle video screens that showed the same Image. Images well, on no. each side. Yes, it was no, so no, no. everybody... No, the whole point of the stop. in the round was Can so that... Stop. No. I'm going to say something. Oh, please. Enlighten us. Go ahead. So if you were on the floor sitting in a section, the left-hand screen, and it was a triangle to the right-hand screen, it played an image um, on the left that was different than the right, because if you were sitting in the arena, you could see... Both sections, right? So you saw the left screen and the right screen, and they both had different images. Right, I've and there seen... were four of those left-right sections, and the idea was that everyone in the arena could see the same show. Yes, that's what, that was my point. No, that was my point. Anyway, <clears throat> I was nervous about being so close, because I know that he puts on this like incredible visual performance, so I was a little nervous about How being so close. How did it so feel close. being so close? So it was exciting to see him so close, yeah. right? Like he really was pretty close and that was pretty cool. And he spent a lot of time uh, in our proximity and like, as opposed to the other side, the other corner. So we got to see him a lot. So that was kind of cool. Um, instead yeah. of like seeing him as like a little dot on the yeah. stage, you know, and having to rely on the visuals and the uh, screens. Yeah, but I did feel, I think I share what you're saying. I did feel by being so close, I missed out on some of the visuals. Yeah. So it was interesting because I, <laughs> you know me, I join all these stupid fan groups online. Did you um, join a Roger Waters I fan did, group? I did join a Roger. It was suggested to me. So I said, oh, sure, I'll join this Roger Waters fan club. So um, somebody was uh, trying to give away some floor seats for a show after we went. And I was like, I was on the floor and I was nervous about being on the floor, but it was incredible. And somebody wrote and they said, four, f four rows back from the first section was like the ideal because then you were like level with the stage as opposed to looking up at the stage because we were on the floor, obviously. So the stage was above our heads. Um, 
but they said like four, four rows up in the first section was like four ideal. rows in seven years ago. I mean, and I have seen some video from like people who were up in the arena and stuff. It was cool. I think having both perspectives would have been interesting, but being on the floor was cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting those tickets. Um, this may be the last time we see him. He's 78 years old and he's kind of been saying this may be the last time I go out. So yeah. good job stomping Jen. Yeah. And he's also, he was in such like a good mood, <laughs> like playing. I mean, he's like, like you just said, he's 78. You cried during one of the I songs. I did. I did. Wish you were here and made me cry. Um, he did this whole homage to like Sid Barrett. Yeah. So he did Wish You Were Here, and then it led into Shine On, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Did you like hearing Wish You Were Here? Yeah. Yeah. Should I go get my guitar and play a little? No, absolutely Why? not. But it was interesting because we counted. So out of the 23 songs on his set list, yeah. he only played five of his own original. Okay. And I like the way they closed the show. That was really cool. Yeah. You want to talk about that? How did they close it? He, I want to really go get my guitar and play a little I Wish You Were Here. I think I should. No, just sit here. Okay, go ahead. So he had this new song he created called The Bar. So he had sung a piece of it earlier in the show, and then he did a reprise of it at the end, yeah. and it morphed into Outside the Wall. And then they all, all the musicians gathered around the piano where he was playing. Yeah. And singing. They were in the round. They were in the, in the round around the potato. Around the around, the around the piano. And then they all did like, a, they all got up when this, as the song, like they were still playing at the end and they all got up and they walked all the way around all the stages, all the way to the backstage area. So you couldn't see them anymore, but they had a video, a videographer videoing them. So it was on the screen. A then. live video. Yeah. So it was on the screen. But they were backstage at this point, and they finished up at the end. It was so nice. <clears throat> it was yeah, like it was like, like it made too. it feel like you were part of like a family. I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. how I felt anyway. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. It really was. And then um, after the concert, we asked uh, Shivering Jim if he could give us a ride home. He's like, okay, but there's one problem. We're like, what? He goes, I set up a tent inside of my car. I'm going to sleep in the parking garage. He was going to car camp. Yeah. So he took us to his little car. He has an electric car. A so bolt. So his plan was, uh, yeah, a Chevy Bolt. So his plan was he was going to, you know, he can run the air conditioner all night in those electric cars without risk of dying of um, intoxication from the fumes. Um, so, so it was like midnight. 12.30 by the time we got to his car. He had to disassemble this tent, pack it all up. I know, I felt so bad. Then he drove us to our friend's house in Newton, Massachusetts. And then we had to drive home. We got home at 2.30. Yeah, it was late. It was so friggin' late. But thankfully, I took the next day off. Oh, my God. Um. So, um. anyways, that was the concert. Um. So it was a really great time. Um. Other stuff that's been going on. I mentioned this heat wave, right, that we've been having. Mm -hmm. And um, makes yeah. it hard to go walk. Well, the, the worst. Dog out. Yeah, the worst part of the heat wave, though, um, Jen, I have to say, is you complaining about the air conditioning. Well, it was freezing in the house. In the house. Nonstop complaining. It was super fucking cold. 
I'm sorry. Well, I'm not going to apologize for this. It was freezing. You should apologize because... Because why? Because it was freezing? Everybody else was comfortable. No, everybody w- was comfortably numb. <laughs> I was comfortable. The dog was comfortable. The cats were comfortable. Ted was comfortable. No. You're the only one. So anyways, to my credit... To your credit. I spent a lot of time coming up with and implementing an automated AC schedule that you find to your liking. Yeah, Admit it. It's fine. It works. Did I succeed? Plus, also, a friend of mine suggested that we close the vents downstairs, and you insisted that they were closed. Mm-hmm. And get and guess what, people? What? They were open. The one above my head right. that was blowing Arctic chill air. <laughs> directly onto me while I was working at my desk. That's the funniest image ever. It was wide open. Of you sitting beneath that vent with cold... fucking freezing. Cold air pouring on your head. Like, I couldn't type. My fingers were going numb. Well, it's fixed now because I care about you. I asked you to. And I did the right thing. I changed the schedule. Thank you. you I appreciate that. Are you comfortable now? Much more. Okay. Than it was. <laughs> All right. Uh, another thing we've done recently is we went to a union rally for the Trader Joe's store in Hadley, Massachusetts. There, uh, by the time this airs, I think they will be on the second day of their vote to unionize. What did you think about that? Now, we all know, I've shared on the podcast before, I work um, part of the work I do is for unions. What did you What did you think about being at a union rally, Stomping Jen? Uh, it was an interesting uh, experience. What was interesting? I don't know. I've never been to one before. Did you enjoy the yelling and the chanting? There was a lot of yelling and chanting. A lot of enthusiastic, inspiring people speaking about worker benefits. Yeah, it was funny. We were we were kind of standing. It, there was a long line stretching along the highway mm-hmm. in front of the Trader Joe's um, store, and we were in that line. And I remember you you tugged on my arm and you go, "Look, turn around." I turned around and you're like, "It's Congressman Jim McGovern, mm-hmm. one of our U.S. Um, Congress people." I had never met him in person before. There mm-hmm. he was, yep. walking up to the line, and he delivered some inspiring words. But I walked right up to him. I said hello and thanked him for coming. Mm-hmm. And he was really nice. Yeah. He said I, some good stuff. He led a chant. I was really surprised to see him walking around without any kind of like security or anything. I mean, he's an important guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I guess maybe I... They're just people. Uh, I still have reverence for the position. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though assholes like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Josh Hawley, and Lauren Boebert have greatly diminished what it means to be a um, part of the U.S. House of Representatives, I still do have a great deal of respect for the positions. So anyways, it was it was it was nice to meet a US Congress person in person. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so uh, we did that we did that rally. 
Mm-hmm. I was yelling. I had an umbrella because yes, it was you were sunny. poking people's eyes out with the umbrella. You were not the only person with an umbrella. I will also point that out. Okay. Um. Well, I needed that umbrella. It was so sunny. It was very hot. So hot. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, let's um. What else did we do? We did more. Let's wish Trader Joe's luck. Oh yeah. In their in their rallying. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What else did we do? We went to the Springfield Comic Con. Oh, I forgot about that. I didn't have How it did on my forget? list. Did you forget about that? It was the first yeah. Thing so we did on yesterday. the morning of July twenty third, which yeah. was a Saturday, we went to the Springfield Comic Con. Talk about it. Now, let me just say, mm-hmm. I was wrong about it. Um, before before the Comic Con. I said to you, you wanted to get there early. You, I did. And I was like, oh, shut up. It's not going to be anything like the San Diego Comic-Con. I was like, it's going to be 20 people, right? And a bunch of rickety card tables. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong. There were like tens of thousands of people there, it seemed like to me. There was a lot of people. They we, sold out, by the way, midday. Yeah, we got there early. We we waited in line like 45 minutes. Well, we also waited 20 minutes before the door actually opened. So right. That was my fault. But I wanted to get there early. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So I'm here. I'm admitting it. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, what were your thoughts about the Comic-Con itself? What, what kind of stuff? <laughs> now, I want to say... <laughs> Let yeah, me, I would just let me say I didn't get a chance to really get in there, walk around, and look at everything because I had to take a phone call yeah. related to something else. So, yeah. and that was an hour long call. So, tell us what you saw at the Springfield Comic Con. Yeah, so there were lots of different vendors, lots of really cool art. There's a lot of interesting people doing a lot of interesting art, artwork, um, you know, illustration, and all sorts of you know different types of media that people. Um, do art you know people had their graphic novels that they created there were authors there were um some stores um selling you know pop culture kind of um stuff pokemon um ted was very disappointed he uh, was really looking to see if they would have anything that was magic the gathering the card game related um and they didn't really have much related to that um they had like um, the Ghostbusters of Western Mass. They're a co- they're a cosplay, cosplay group. Yeah, there were cosplay groups. There was a bunch of those. Um, they had a kids section. The Western Mass Pinball Club that we've had on this podcast before brought a bunch of their machines up there. Our uh, friend and guest Chris Bordenka, the artist, mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, he his stuff uh, fit in right right at home at the Comic Con. I'm looking at one of his paintings right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he does all this vintage uh, toy um, type stuff, Star Wars, you know, all sorts of real like nostalgia for our age group kind of stuff. Um, So I think he had a great day. He was super psyched. I read his post this morning. Um, But it was it was it was really fun. It got really crowded. I think that they could spread out a little bit more, although they might want the density. Also, there was tons of people like walking around in cosplay. There was an Iron Giant walking around. That was pretty cool. That was the best costume I saw. I don't think it was the best. You saw it better? Who did you say uh, that was better? Let me just say, I want to give credit for the idea mm-hmm. and the attempted execution. Mm-hmm. But the costume was kind of 
busted and falling apart. And no, it wasn't. It was. You didn't pay close attention. I did. From far away, it worked. It was cool. Yeah, but if you're judging the quality of a cosplay um, yeah. costume, you you gotta. Sorry, if you're doing an overall judgment, you have to assess the quality of the build. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best build. I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest. Yeah. Um, Anyways, it, uh, they did have a cosplay uh, competition that we missed the results of. It was later in the day. We only stopped in early in the morning. I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing all of the attendants running around in their costumes. It was fun. Yeah. That's the best part of going to cons for me yeah. is seeing the people dressing up. Because the cosplay is the best part for me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was super cute. It was super fun. I like I said, um, I read that they had sold out some sometime middle of the day when we left, which was only uh about two hours in. There was yeah. a line literally around the Mass Mutual Center. Yeah, and honestly, I think I might get a table there next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a podcast there. So I think I might do that next yeah. time. That was. This is the best. But, <laughs> so you know me. Like I'm. I'm always talking to people and I'm always chatting them up. And so uh, there was this um, this guy at a podcast set up, and so I went over to talk to him. And he was like, oh, they asked me kind of last minute. I didn't get my shit together. I wish I had, you know, like something somebody could scan. I said, well, just download like a QR code generator app. I'm sure they have it. And you can download something probably pretty quick. And he's like, I'm like, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that that technology exists. Yeah. And then so you helped this guy and then Uh he was yelling at you calling you a genius yes yeah, so we came you. back later and he's like i've been looking for you i wanted to hug you <laughs> you saved my day that was nice of you to help I know. him I'm so trying to help people uh springfield comic-con i'm gonna reluctantly give you one of these only reluctantly because it means i have to admit that i was wrong i am excited i thought it was great and i love that there was that kind of energy so close to our you know, home because usually that kind of stuff happens in more metropolitan cities like Boston. Yeah. You know, and the fact that it was right here. It was awesome. It was awesome. All right. Well, thanks for that update on the Springfield Comic Con. Now, I want to play our game with you. Oh. Our okay. new game okay. called the, the the game is called Is It Maynard? Okay. 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 Is it Maynard? Can okay. you guess what the game is going to be? I have no idea. Is it some sort of trivia? Nope. I'm going to read you lyrics, and you have to tell me if these are lyrics that Maynard has sung. Okay. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. You proclaim to be a Tool super fan. Is this only from Tool or from all three of us bands? The name of the game is Is It Maynard? So I'm going to read you lyrics. And you have to tell me if these are lyrics Maynard has sung. Now, Maynard, How long did this take for you to pull together? Maynard James Keenan mm-hmm. is the singer in the band Tool, Pussifer, and A Perfect Circle. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to read the lyrics to you, and you tell me if it was Maynard. Okay? <laughs> I feel like you're setting me up. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Okay. I tried to kill my pain but only brought more, so much more. I lay dying, and I'm pouring crimson regret and betrayal. I'm dying, praying, bleeding and screaming. Am I too lost to be saved? Am I too lost? No. Is it Maynard? No. 
<laughs> You're right. That's not Maynard. That's ev- that's Evanescence. <laughs> yeah, that's not Maynard. That's Evanescence from a song called Tourniquet. Okay. 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 All right. Is it Maynard? <laughs> okay. I on what I'm after. Yes. I don't need another friend. Yes. Nod and watch your lips move if you need me to pretend. Because Clever got me this far. Can I tell you the band that he sings it in so I get yeah, extra points? Let me finish okay. reading Sorry. the lyrics before you answer, okay? Okay, Because you ahead. might be wrong. Um, so what's your answer? Yes. All right, so t- for bonus points, uh-huh. tell us the band in the song. Oh, wait. It's a perfect circle. Read it again, and I'll tell you the name of the song. I on what I'm after. I don't need another friend. Nod and watch your lips move if you need me to pretend. Because clever got me this far. Ugh, I just know it's, All right, a it's from a song circle. called The Package by yeah. A Perfect Circle. Yeah. All right, another set of lyrics. Is it Maynard? <laughs> You're so serious. Sunshine is creeping in, and somewhere in a field, life begins. An egg too proud to rape the beginning of a shape of things to come. That starts the run. Life has begun. Fly fast the gun. The mother flew too late, and life within the egg was left to fate. Not really knowing how the wood outside would take it when it came. And life's the same. For things we aim, are we to blame? No. Is it Maynard? No. <laughs> That's correct. That's not Maynard. That's not Maynard. That's from a band called Yes <laughs> and a song called Survival. So far, you're three for three. How many are there? There's just two more. Oh, okay. Two more. All right. Is it Maynard? Okay. It doesn't have to feel water. It's just a place that feels right with him. Kind of like the way you're breathing. I kind of like the way you keep looking away. Is it Maynard? No. That was Maynard. It's from Tool in a song called Maynard's Dick. Oh, come on. That's like obscure. Okay, wait. I can't. I stumped you. I stumped you. Say it again. It doesn't have to feel water. Okay. It's just a place that feels right with him. Kind of like the way you're breathing. I kind of like the way you keep looking away. Yeah, all right, it's fine. Wow, you didn't get one. <clears throat> okay, right. but you might you'll still you might still win the game. Oh, okay. All right. Even um, though I got 3 out of 5. Mhm. All right, ready? Is it Maynard? My mind had formed a mental prison. I cried aloud, no one would listen. Then floating through the heavy mist, my vision took a sudden twist. Empty people stood in gray, children laughing far away. An empty courtyard wept alone. Rain lashed down on darkened stone. No. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's um, from a band called Porcupine Tree. <laughs> 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 the song is Footprints. All right, you're good at this. Uh, Maynard's Dick is like a re- one of the more obscure songs okay. I don't listen to on All a right. regular Just rotation. two more. Just two more. 
Let's see if I you thought can you get said it. that there was only five. I was wrong. You Just have two, two more. more. Yep. Okay. You got that one right. Society is burning me up. Take a bite. Spit it out. Take their rules. Rip them up. Tear them down. Is it Maynard? I'm going to say no. <laughs> that was Maynard. It's from Pussifer and a song called World Up My Ass. Again, you're like picking literally the most obscure mm. shit. If you get one more wrong, you actually may not win the game. Oh. So this is it. Okay. This is for the win. This okay. is exciting. Oh. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Ooh, are you sure? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Is it Maynard? Okay. <laughs> How far to go? I cannot say. How many more miles will journey this way? Dark skies fall on, black earth and ivory, far from your sun. Clouds now close over me. Is it Maynard? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Is that your final answer? Say it again. How far to go? I cannot say. How many more will journey this way? Dark skies fall on black earth and ivory, far from your sun. Clouds now close over me. Is yeah, it Maynard? I'm going to say no. That was so, not Maynard. So that, so- let me finish. That was Enya <laughs> from a song called Storms in Africa. <laughs> I like this game. So if you hadn't picked like two like completely obscure songs from albums that I don't listen to on a regular basis... Yeah. Okay, so you got one, two, three, four, five right, and two wrong. I win. So you win the game. Is it Maynard? Is it Maynard? Good job. Thanks. Okay. I appreciate the thought that that took. (laughs) Did you like my game? I did like your game. (laughs) I would love to play it more. Okay, well, maybe I'll think of a different Maynard game. All right, just a couple more updates uh, that we'll share with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I am reluctantly agreeing that we're going to do some kind of in-person get-together in August. Yeah. Um, I sent out an evite today. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to this. Yes, you are. Stop it. I'm no. so happy that you created an evite. You told me the other day that you're going to be emotionally drained on that day. <laughs> I... Like you know already that you're going to be emotionally drained. I do already know that I'll be emotionally drained that oh, day. So, so funny. if you're coming to this party, don't expect anything from me. I'm going to sit in a chair. Is it going to be a potluck? Did you make any kind of... I just said snacks. I'm done like with this doing these parties where we... But we can make it a potluck and make people bring no, food. No, it's summer. Just snacks is fine. I said in the evite... But it's like over dinner time. I said in the stupid evite mm-hmm. that there'll be a grill if you want to cook your own food. <laughs> and bring your own grill. Listen, if you want to revise the evite, go revise the evite. I can't. It's on your... You can account. log in. I'll give you my credentials, okay? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, this is our first post-COVID get-together. Yeah, we haven't had a real it's one. It's been like three years since we've gotten together. So... I, I always get nervous about these things. Do you? Yeah. Why? I don't know. 
And this will be the first um, party we've had where I'm not drinking. So I'm just going to sit around and watch people, I think, and what they do. And observe You're behavior. making it sound so appealing. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to come to a party at our house? Doesn't this sound great? <laughs> I'm going to be emotionally drained. I'm not going to be... I'm just going to watch you all. <laughs> and I'm not going to provide you any food. <laughs> Well, that's how we do it. Doesn't this sound like a fun party? That's how we do it. Sounds like a party I want to go to. That's how we do a party here. Mm -hmm. That's not how we do a party here. We have lots of fun. All right. Well, come for the fun if you were lucky enough to get an invitation. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're doing that Mm -hmm. reluctantly. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Other things we're up to. Let's give a spoiler review, a spoiler-free review review. of the movie Nope, Nope, which we saw. That's the new movie by Jordan Peele, Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. Right? Nope. And do you want to describe the movie? Can you do it? I can't. Okay, so... The spoiler-free version of the uh, description of the movie is that it involves a, a black family whose business is uh, providing horses for Hollywood studios. Mm-hmm. They um, own a big ranch and the father dies in a mysterious accident. Um, so the son takes over the business and he and his sister spend the whole movie trying to solve the mystery of what happened to their father, which appears to involve uh, UFOs, right? All of that is in the trailer. And I think that's as far as I want to go to describe yeah. the movie, right? So it's, a, it's not a movie you can really spoiler free. It's a horror about. movie. It's a suspense movie. What did you think of the movie? What was your reaction to the movie? I very much enjoyed the movie. And I think that there's a lot to unpack in the movie, um, I had a conversation with uh, somebody last night who really felt desperate about trying to get information and find out other people's viewpoints on the movies. What was he looking for information on? He wanted to know what our take was on the movie and what our interpretations were, were, because there's a lot of symbolism in the movie and there's a lot of things that and themes to unpack, um, which he had some insights that he shared that um, I found interesting that I hadn't thought about. Um, But all in all, I mean, you can very surface level watch the movie and it could just be like, you know, an, you know, an alien movie, right. Or you could try to look for more answers in the movie, which I think is one of the key to watching a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. I mean, it's no secret that Jordan Peele uses his movies to do social commentary. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I found interesting about this movie, I've talked about this on the podcast before, <clears throat> I follow this topic of UFOs very seriously. Right. right? And UAP, which mm-hmm. they're now called Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Um, and it was very clear to me that Jordan Peele is very well versed in 
a lot of the details regarding the UAP phenomenon. He has followed it closely. And what I loved seeing about it was all of the ways he took information about the UAP phenomena and incorporated into the movie in terms of the way the that the UFOs act, the the things that people observe, um, et cetera, et cetera. Various hypotheses. Yeah, different hypotheses about the UFOs, where they come from, that sort of thing. Um, it's like clear to me that he used the historical record on UFOs to make this movie. So it was just fascinating to me to watch it from that perspective with mm-hmm. all of that knowledge I have of the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was skewed pretty closely to what we know about these things and how they act. So I enjoyed watching it from that perspective. Yeah. Like for me, it was almost like seeing footage of actual UFOs, which was kind of crazy. Anyways, then there was some other like really, there's a parallel plot. There's a parallel plot in it. Um, that is pretty, not, it's not, directly related to ufos but it's pretty horrifying and intense yeah Yeah. the whole thing goes fits together yeah anyways uh highly recommend it if you're a fan of jordan peele movies go see this and i'd say go see it in the theater because the the shots of the ufos and the landscapes are just the landscapes are incredible are, are expansive and deserve to be seen on the big screen so I'd say go see it in the theater. Yeah. I will say it. I didn't get popcorn for this movie. Yeah. How'd how'd that make you feel? That was hard for me. How'd that make you feel? Uh, A little unsettled. I wanted to get some in the middle of the movie. Did you? But I resisted. Why didn't you? Didn't need it. Mm. All right. So that was was our uh, spoiler-free review and recommendation of Nope. Nope. By Jordan Peele, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Did we talk about Elvis? We saw Elvis too. We talked about it that on the last one okay. uh, at great length. Yeah. Remember I played me playing oh, yeah. Elvis? That's right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Other stuff we're doing to entertain ourselves. We're watching uh, CBS's Big Brother again. Mm. Right? Yep. And enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, the old man. Yeah, we're watching another show on Hulu, but it's an FX show called The Old Man that has Jeff Bridges in it. And on, uh, that's really good. I don't know who anyone else is. I just John wa- Lithgow is in it. Yeah, who cares about and him? Leah Chocolate. Don't care about her. I just watch it for Jeff Bridges. Okay. Has that chick from Chase, what's the name? Amy Brennan. Is she Jeff Bridges? No. <laughs> then I don't care about her. And then we started Bear. Yeah, a show called Bear on Hulu about a chef. Yeah. That's pretty good. From what people say, it's the most one of the most accurate depictions of what it's like to work in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It seems pretty awful to me. <laughs> yeah. Working in a kitchen. Uh, really hard. Yeah. We also watched The Hearing on Thursday. What's The Hearing? The Hearing. The oh, the January 6th hearing. hearing. Yeah, it was the last hearing in this cycle of hearings, and it focused on what Trump did in the. Well, let me finish. What he did during the 187 minutes that the rioters were attacking the Capitol. 
And what he did turns out to be nothing except sit at a dining room table, watch Fox News, and call senators to try to stop them from um, certifying the electoral votes. That's what he did. He didn't call the military. He didn't express any concern for Pence, who the rioters were calling for to be hung or hanged. He um, didn't attempt to stop the riot in any way. And over the duration of those 187 minutes, everybody close to him, except for two people, Giuliani and Eastman, or the two people who are alleged to have helped him um, the most in planning the insurrection. Everybody else but those two people came to him and told him to stop the riot, to tell his followers to go home. And peacefully. he ref- to peacefully go home, and he refused. So And it wasn't until it was obvious that the that that, that the they were getting it under control and yeah. that there was no way out. So at some point, at some point um, during the riot, Vice President Pence managed to escape with his security detail just barely, and they played footage of this. He just barely got out of the Capitol, got to a secure location, and then Vice President Pence called up the Department of Defense and the military and asked them to send troops. Right. So Pence was basically the acting president. Right. So it wasn't until after that happened and the rioters and the insurrectionists invading the Capitol began to lose that uh, Trump agreed to tell his people to go home peacefully. I told them all he loved them. Yeah, how special they were to him. Yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> I really sincerely believe that Trump, after seeing these, I believed it before, but after seeing these hearings, these nine hearings, I think it's an open and shut case. Trump committed treason. He should be indicted by the Department of Justice. So like, what the fuck are you waiting for, Merrick Garland, Attorney General? I hope he stands trial. I hope he is convicted. But not only him. And hold all on. All the people that helped him. Yeah. I hope he spends the rest of his disgusting, vile, treasonous life in jail, in prison. I really hope so. And the last point before we wrap up is that this is not over. No. The insurrection is actively still going on. The the Trump Republican machine is putting into place laws and stripping away rights. Stripping away rights designed to steal the 2024 election again. So they have learned from what they failed to do in 2020. And they're going to try to do it again in 2024. The only way we will beat them 
and prevent them from stealing the next presidential election is if we vote in such overwhelming numbers that the margins are totally indisputable. Mm-hmm. So people have got to vote. You have got to vote. You've got to vote in 2022 as well. Yeah, because it, all the rights are being stripped away from people. Women's right. rights are already are decimated. All right, I'm going to get off my political soapbox. <laughs> okay. But we watched those hearings. Yep. We followed them. We've been following them very closely. You know where we stand, okay? And um, if you think that the 2020 election was stolen, I got nothing for you. Yeah. Okay? I want to tell you to fuck off, but I'll just say I got nothing for you. Okay. Leave me alone. All right. Stomping Jen. Yeah. Anything else we need to say? To our fans, um, thanks for listening. Sorry, you had me like in a place. If you're uh, coming to us for the first time, please subscribe to our podcast, download our episodes. Share with a friend. Share with a friend. Okay. That always helps us. Leave us a review. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review if you'd be so kind. That's what we like. It helps people find our podcast. Check out our website, okay? Softservepodcast.com. If you want to appear as a guest, if you're interesting, fill out our contact form. (laughs) If you're interested. No, if you're interesting, (laughs) fill out the form. I'll read it. And if I find you interesting, then I'll invite you on the show. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. So before you fill out that form, ask yourself, am I interesting? Everybody's interesting. No, I've met... Everybody has a story. No, I've met plenty of uninteresting people. Plenty of them. Okay. Okay? Okay. Remember, only if you're interesting, fill out the contact form on our website. Okay? Um, other than that, take care. Be well. Right? Anything you want to say? Love you. Do you? I mean you. Oh, me. I love you. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, I love you too. Oh, thank you. Thanks for doing this with me. Yeah. Um, All right, folks. uh, You know the deal. Stomping Jen. Bye now. Bye now. This world of ours, ever growing smaller must avoid becoming a community of dreadful fear and hate. Those who have freedom will understand also its heavy responsibility. That all who are insensitive to the needs of others will learn charity. And that the sources, scourges of poverty, disease, and ignorance will be made disappear from the earth. And that in the goodness of time, all peoples will come to live together in a peace guaranteed by the binding force of mutual respect and love. I shall never cease to do what little I can to help the world advance along that road.